You are Locked On Utes, your daily podcast on the Utah Utes. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome into a Monday edition of the Locked On Utes podcast here on the Locked On Podcast Network. On today's episode, we're going to talk a little bit about the word of the day, that being COVID. Why the Utes are better prepared and better suited to handle a possible COVID outbreak than other programs around the, the college football sphere, and also what's going on down there in California. We'll also talk about the return of Brant Keithy and Dalton Kincaid and why that bodes well for the University of Utah and for the athletes themselves. Lastly, we'll take a look at everything going on in the athletic department, including a breakdown of the Utes' win over Fresno State, the return of Brandon Carlson, etc., etc., as we talk as much Rose Bowl content as possible here on a Monday edition of the Locked on Utes podcast for December 27th, 2021. Hello, all my Utah friends and family. Thank you for making Locked On Utes your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms. And also, thank you to our sponsor today, Sonos. Sonos is the official sponsor of ESPN College Football. Go to Sonos.com to learn more, as today's episode is brought to you by Sonos. Sonos is the only way to listen to the Locked On Utes podcast, in my opinion. So if you don't have a Sonos speaker, go buy one right now. I don't know what you're waiting for. Uh, actually, you know what? Maybe today's not the day to go buy a Sonos speaker because uh, my voice sounds terrible. Maybe maybe it just sounds terrible to me. Uh, I've been under the weather. Christmas brought me a special gift, uh, a, a nice whatever whatever the non-COVID virus is that's going around. And yeah. I did make sure to get tested just in case because I don't I don't want to miss the Rose Bowl. And, uh, you know, that kind of intros us to the real topic, I think, uh, not necessarily du jour uh, in the sense that it's something that we want to serve, but the topic that's floating around, and I think it's concern over the University of Utah and a possible COVID outbreak. And the Utes visited Disneyland today, a well-deserved visit, went and practiced early, got their work done, went and played in the afternoon. Uh, Seeing Kyle Whittingham riding in a carriage with a driver was both hilarious and also extremely awkward at points in time. Uh, I feel like Kyle is not comfortable doing a lot of that kind of stuff uh, unless there's a grandkid around. I bet if he had his grandkids there, he'd be all in. He seems to... uh, really uh, gravitate towards that kind of stuff when when the kids are around and and it's really fun to watch him with his grandkids too to be honest um been privileged to see that a few times through practice practices and behind the scenes type things uh yeah I, I it will never not make my heart smile when he was leaving the Pac-12 championship media uh post-game press conference and said, all right, thanks guys. And his little grandson pipes up and says, thanks guys. As they're walking out and it just, everybody cracked up. It was a great moment. It's one of those things that, you know, like when you win that, that leaves a really good mark and memory on on you. And uh, when you lose, everybody just thinks it's like, why is it get in here? Uh, even though it's really just sweet and endearing, no matter what the situation. Uh, but 
I think there's a lot of discussion about why is Utah going to Disneyland. Um, and, and look, you know, some of this is, I think, fan selfishness because we want to watch the game. We want to go to the Rose Bowl. We don't want to have players out. We saw Ohio State had players, multiple players opt out today or announced that they were opting out today. Uh, not exactly sure what the strategy is behind that for Ohio State having them opt out right now, other than it's just like, hey, uh, you know, if we if we drag this on long enough, then Utah will have to change preparation or something like that. I don't know that it makes a huge difference for the Utes necessarily. But Utah hasn't had a single opt-out, hasn't had anybody going to the transfer portal. No one has left the team in the last few weeks, I should say. Uh, I think the only departure really has been Simi Mwala. Uh, there are injuries, obviously, that abound. I think the, the cornerback situation is very dire in, in a lot of ways for the University of Utah. They currently have, it, it, you know, give give or take three healthy listed players on the roster uh, at the cornerback position. So my assumption would be that they're trying everybody and, 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 and everyone that they can at the cornerback position. So maybe there's a student walk-on or, uh, shoot, who knows? Maybe Chiquin and Jackson will take a few reps at corner. Hard to say. But getting back to the the fact and the matter at hand here, COVID is is wreaking havoc everywhere. And and I think there are a couple things that are starting to happen, though, that, that are positive uh, from this particular spread. And, and I don't know that it's necessarily an outbreak, but just a, a, a increase, massive increase in the numbers. Uh, one, I think much more uh, vaccination. That's a huge help because it's less people going to the hospital, less people getting incredibly sick, less overwhelming. This this virus we're just going to have to deal with. Uh, it, we're long past the point to where it was going to not be a thing. And we're seeing that the CDC guidelines are changing where it's it's five days afterwards that you need to quarantine and then you just need to wear a mask. For vaccinated people, I think it's even less. You know, we're seeing the NFL changing rules. College sports are going to start making those additions as well, where it's just going to be two or three days because vaccinating is working. Uh, the other part about it, too, now it's not eliminating it, but that's because we've allowed the virus to go on for so long uh, that it's now mutating and getting outside of its own self. Uh, but the it seems like the Omicron or Omicron, um, um, Omicron. I listen. I'm trying to talk like a scientist here, and I don't even know how to pronounce the thing. Uh, but this new Omicron uh, a variant uh, seems to be less impactful in terms of uh, actually, you know, killing people, which that thankfully is a good thing. Uh, it also seems to be less impactful in terms of symptoms and everything like that. So all these things are working in, in favors. I, I think the other thing that's really working in Utah's favor right now, Britton Covey said it, this team is focused on playing in the Rose Bowl. They want to play in the Rose Bowl, so they're being careful. Uh, they've also been through it multiple times. They know how the outbreaks happen. They know what they're not supposed to do. I think they learned a lot from last year's experience, and they're not going to go out and, and do dumb things at night. You know, They're going to stay in the hotel, and, and they're going to keep to one another. And, and yeah, you may get a case or two, but you're not going to have massive outbreaks like you were previously. Uh, the other thing that's going in Utah's favor, and I can almost promise you this, they've likely organized groups and everything like that so that not, no one particular position group can be you know, drastically impacted by an outbreak. So you're probably going to have second or third teamers in, in a different area uh, at different times. You're not going to eat you know, first and second team together all the time. You're going to stagger all that stuff. You're probably going to have guys eating in hotel rooms together rather than in the big main areas. Or, and you know, mask wearing is going to be a big part of it. So there are a lot of the prevention methods on that side of things that Utah is going to be able uh, to use to their advantage uh, to prevent any kind of outbreaks and anything like that. That's a big part of this. 
I think the other big part about it, Utah has a lot of depth because nobody left the team. And that's the biggest part about the Hawaii situation or the Boise State. You have a lot of guys that have opted out. In Hawaii, I think it was 15 players opted out uh, due to health and safety concerns. And a lot of that is just because you know there is a schism on that Hawaii team because people down there did not like Todd Graham. And so, you know, combined with the outbreak, combined with everything like that, they're in a problem scenario. And and I think the university just finally threw up their hands and said, this is too much. We can't do it. Uh, so Utah should be in a much better situation if there is a potential outbreak because of all those things. I, I've noticed that we haven't seen anything with teams that truly do matter, right? You haven't heard about massive outbreaks with Cincinnati. You haven't heard about outbreaks with Georgia. You haven't heard about outbreaks with Alabama. Or Michigan, right? The entire Michigan football team went and got boosted together. So these teams that have something to play for, and I think Utah definitely falls under that category, they're not having the same kind of situations that other teams are having. And so I think those factors all play in Utah's favor. I think the other aspect of this is that this team is still on a mission. They have something to prove. Uh, yeah, they did go to Disneyland, but if you look and watch all the videos, most of the guys were masked up for the most part. It's also outside. It's a very... Uh, safe environment in in terms of not you know not dealing with uh the same kind of stuff that you have to deal with uh otherwise and and i think those environments are a lot better to be in than than maybe the beef bowl and as sad as it is to my heart to see the beef bowl get canceled uh for lorries i think that's the right move and then, while we can always debate who the betting favorite from the team was, uh, maybe that's a more fun conversation to have than knowing who the actual winner would be. And here's the other part of it, too. Uh, if you're not going to go to eat at the Beef Bowl, there are alternatives out there that you can eat. Um, you know, maybe you have some New Year's resolutions coming up, too. So, And one of those is that you want to eat healthier. It's a great place to start, and that's a built bar. It's the protein bar that tastes like a candy bar, maybe even better than a candy bar. It makes it easy to stick to your resolutions because it tastes so good. You'll want to eat it unlike other protein bars, which can be chalky, waxy, or taste like a chemical spill. You'll want to eat healthy, but it just gets so boring sometimes. White, you know, like month into it, you're just like, I don't even care. Uh, I, I just... I want to eat chocolate. I want to eat this. I want to eat that. The best part about Bill Bars, uh, if you have that chocolate craving, they are covered in 100% real chocolate, and most bars contain 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar, 4 grams of net carbs, and 17 grams of that good whey protein that'll keep you going strong, keep you feeling healthy, uh, keep you fighting through it. You compare that to a Snickers or any other kind of candy bar, which has almost double the calories, 30 grams of sugar, et cetera, et cetera. It's a much better move. Uh, so go to all your secret treat stashes, wherever they are. Uh, it, maybe it's in your desk drawer like me. Uh, if you have some in the glove box of the car, wherever it is, throw out all the sugary or calorie-filled treats. Replace them with healthy built bars. So when you're craving a snack or a treat, you can reach for something that's healthy and tastes incredible. Uh there's so many flavors to choose from with coconut almond, peanut butter brownie, raspberry cookies and cream, salted caramel, mint brownie, and more. Built is always coming with new limited time flavors, so go check out Built.com often to see what's there. Right now, go to Built.com, use the promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off your order. Again, use the promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at Built.com. 
Rolling into segment two here on the Locked On Utes podcast. Thanks, as always, for making us your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms. But make sure to check out the Ultimate College Football Playoff Preview 2021, local experts, betting advice, and draft analysis. The most comprehensive college football playoff preview is live now. Just search out Ultimate College Football Playoff Preview on whatever platform you stream. We want to talk about Dalton Kincaid and Brant Keithy both coming back. We've hinted at it for a while here on the podcast. Um that Dalton Kincaid was going to come back and uh, I never like to be absolute about those things, but that one felt like it was pretty certain. I think it's been a really special year for him. I think he's enjoyed himself here. I think Dalton wants to come back and have the kind of uh, impact and, and performance next season going into it to where he can really uh, turn some heads and create some, some, uh, some, some hype for himself uh, going into the NFL draft. He kind of came out of nowhere and if you look at what's happened in the past with Utah athletes, and we'll talk about this in regards to both Dalton Kincaid and also Brant Keithy, who announced that he was coming back. Now, Brant, I think uh, we've heard for a while now that he's wanted to go and test the waters in the NFL, and he continually comes back to Utah. So the question is always you know, posed, why? Why would you keep coming back? And I think the biggest problem with Brant Keithy is the fact that he's not the big uh, measuring athlete that, that everybody in the NFL seems to think he needs to be. And it's a shame because what Brant Keithy does at his size and, and what he does with his skill set is 10 times what guys with twice the twice the size or strength or, or supposed athletic ability do. And anybody who watches the tape can see it when, when he's blocking. You can see it with how he moves out there, how he runs with the football. And so I think Brant Keithy does uh, – I, I think both of these players will do well to come back for another year at the University of Utah where they'll be – uh, with Cam Rising again, they'll be in sync again. They'll have more of the offense developed for them. Tavion Thomas is likely coming back. Uh, I say likely, but it's more just we haven't heard anything in, in definite terms about him leaving yet. Uh, and, and so I think there's a lot to think and look at this team and think to yourself, man, they could really, really do some damage. That very first game against an SEC-level defense in Florida is going to get a lot of attention and a lot of stat scouts will be looking at it and seeing Brant Keithy and Dalton Kincaid uh, rip up an SEC-style defense, and that will serve both of them very well. I think the other part of it about it, 2021 was a down year for the Pac-12. There's just no getting around it, and it should have been a bigger year. Uh, but teams struggled, and I think a lot of it was the hangover of 2020 with how playing five or six games uh, during COVID in 2020 really just hurt a lot of programs, hurt a lot of development. You caught a lot of teams at bad points. Uh, USC was just a shell of themselves by the time Utah was finished with them. And so I think all that stuff plays to uh, the potential of these guys starting out the season really strong and, and developing some NFL caliber buzz with some opening games and we've seen what's happened with athletes when they've returned in the past bradley and Knight stock definitely went up devin lloyd earned himself a ton of money played himself into probably being a top 10 top 15 pick and definite first rounder he's made a ton of money and i don't know that dalton or brant will either be first either of those guys will be first rounders but you're going to be doing it in a program that you know a program that's familiar to you a program that is excellent at developing players with a coach and a coaching staff that absolutely adore you we know that kyle whittingham loves dalton kincaid because he gives him the thumbs up every time he scores a touchdown so I don't know why you wouldn't think coming back. And, and the other part of it, too, I think the state of Utah is finally coming around on the NIL thing. I think there's a lot of opportunity for some of these guys to go get paid. I think that we're starting to see 
more and more specials for for these guys and and more and more deals coming around. I think there's more wheels in action. I think the athletic department may have been a little bit slow initially to see what was going to happen with a lot of these kinds of deals or or what other departments were going to roll out or what things would be on the table. And now there is a lot more action to it because people understand this is part of how you stay competitive. And and so these guys are going to be able to make a little bit of money on the side. They're going to get some NIL deals. They're going to get some advertising. They're going to get some, uh, you know, some money in their pockets and hopefully be able to, uh, you know, just keep going down the road. I don't think that Dalton or Brant really have these, you know, in, in intricate hobbies that they're so interested in getting to the, you know, they're both kind of homebodies to a uh, to an extent. They both like to just kind of hang out and, and video game and, and do some, you know, some active uh, outdoor activities and things of that nature. But the, neither of them are really pressing uh, in one way or another to, to really get out and, and do wild and crazy things. And so I think Utah is a great fit for them. And so there's a lot of good reasons to come back to Utah in that regard. I think the biggest is that you're just going to get a much bigger spotlight and a much bigger narrative in your favor if you come back another year. And especially, again, with the offense that the Utah has developed, with the way that they utilize the tight ends, with the way that they played last year, with the way that they've reloaded uh, with Logan Kendall and Landon Morris, I think, and Thomas Yasmeen. I, I think that Thomas Yasmeen is going to have a really, really strong year next year. Uh, I think there's a lot of potential there for him to do some damage. So there's a lot of good things, you know, cooking for the Utes in that regard. And it makes a lot of sense for these guys to come back and, and to develop a little bit more. And plus, I think they're having fun. You know, Dalton Kincaid is, is one of the more enigmatic personalities on the team. He's got a killer smile. He's got the thumbs up. Uh, you know, Brant Keithy, kind of the same way. He's got a little bit of an attitude out on the field, even though he's a little bit of a more quiet, reserved guy uh, off the field. You know, not extremely quotable in terms of just, like, you know, being pontificating like Britton Covey or some 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 others like that, but they also get a chance and an opportunity to come back and, and be captains. And and that probably means a lot to them as well. And, and you get a chance to come back and play one more season with Cameron rising. And I think that means a lot to them as well, uh, because you're going to have your guy that you're in sync with. You're going to have all sorts of, of developmental and, and progressive action that you can do with that, because you're going to be able to understand and communicate with each other better. You're going to have more experience together. I, it just, it's a much more optimal scenario for, Utah. Now they're going to have to fill some holes on the offensive side. Uh, Nick Ford and Bam Wilshenny both departing, uh, but you'll have Jaron Kump coming back in. Paul Miley hopefully will be able to return from the injury. Um, I've heard some things that maybe uh, I'm not going to say that that's being cast in doubt, um, but you know it, it's the injured, the particular injury that he's coming back from is. Um, you know, one that for big guys can be a little bit challenging at times. So we'll see what happens. But Utah has a lot more depth and experience up front now than they ever have before. And they're finally to the point to where they have some guys who can do some stuff and and really make an impact up front and, and that, that have been developed. And so, well, there's a lot of potential for good for this offense. I think they can be a lot more explosive. I think they can be a lot more versatile. I think because you have guys who have played in the system that come back next year, they can make better decisions. Uh, I think that they can show some improvement and do some more out there even uh, than what we've seen already and and that's an exciting thing to have for this Utah football team and that's why I'm saying you know if you're going to go out there and, and throw something down you need to go to betonline.ag and and whenever the odds come out for Utah to win the Pac-12 championship maybe even long 
long odds to be a national championship or a college playoff uh, contender. You better go get those because BetOnline has you covered with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. Football continues to march through the college bowl season and the pro football playoffs. And as they do, BetOnline remains your number one spot for all the sports action this season. So just go to the website right now, use your mobile device uh, or your computer to sign up today. Receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use the promo code LOCKEDON to receive that bonus from basketball, football, NHL, boxing, and UFC right to your favorite Vegas casino games. Don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the rest of the 2021 season. As we wind it down, BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to bet all your favorite sports. So don't wait to take advantage of all the new amazing offers available. BetOnline, where the game starts. Closing it out here on the Locked On News podcast, as my voice is starting to fail me, uh, but it's been good to get back into recording and talking to everybody out there. Wanted to run down a couple different things for everyone as uh, we kind of wrap up the show. Utah basketball has been doing some big things. Um, you know, struggled a little bit against Missouri simply because they were missing uh Brandon Carlson, but bounce back strong against Fresno State. Uh, Utah wins that one 55 to 50 uh, behind a solid defensive effort, um, which has really become this team's MO. To be able to bounce back against a Fresno State team uh, like they did, where they have a, a couple big dudes in Utah's without a big guy, basically, um, without, I should say, Brandon Carlson, um, their main big guy. Uh, you know, is a very, very strong uh, response for this team. And I think the, the the bottom line is that you're starting to see development and improvement from a lot of guys that you need to see. Marco Anthony had 11 points uh, in 35 minutes. Lahat Chun had 10 points in 25 minutes. Lazar Stefanovic had nine, um, you know, in 30. And Raleigh Wooster had eight points in 28 minutes. So not like the most outstanding box score that you've ever seen from the Utes, but it was the defense that really did everything for them in that game. And we'll see throughout the season the defense will travel for Utah. It's going to be the main thing that they're going to be able to have every single game, and they're bought into that. You know, Marco Anthony having 11 points, being the leading scorer, that's not optimal. And and we're going to be honest about a lot of this stuff. The offense is not there yet. But it will get there, and I think a big part of why the offense is going to improve is that you've got Brandon Carlson back. He missed two big games, and, and he is absolutely the biggest, most impactful player on this team, no pun intended, due to his height. But Brandon does more for this team, for this offense, uh, and, and for the defense as well than anybody else on the team. You know, and as you're getting into January, the hope is that Dushan will come back as well. That'll provide you with a little bit more depth, knock down your rotation a little bit. Marco Anthony won't have to do as much of the dirty work as a small ball four type player. Uh, same with Riley Batten. He can focus a little bit more on, you know, just uh, being a stretch four, stretch big type player and, and really kind of having more of an impact on the offensive end. And, and that all just trickles down more and more and more. Just having... Uh, you know, I think Lahat Chun has really made some some great strides for the University of Utah. You know, he had 10 points and six rebounds, uh, no blocks, but but playing much better, much more effective, much more efficient basketball than he's ever played at Utah. And so this team has a lot of opportunity to go into the Pac-12 season and maybe catch some uh, catch some lightning in the bottle and, and get some offensive de- you know, development going. They haven't seen it, uh, I think, like they've wanted to. 
But a couple moves, I think, have helped a little bit here and there. David Jenkins Jr. going to the bench seems to have given him a little bit of a boost in terms of scoring, seven points, four rebounds in the game against Fresno State. Uh, and, you know, they're getting good minutes from guys like Jackson Brenchley and Gabe Madsen in uh, contribution roles. And, and we're seeing more and more development from Lazar uh Stefanovic, and I think that's a good thing as well. He's still a very young player, still adjusting, but he can be an impact guy. And by March, he could be the guy that everybody's looking at and being like, wow, look at that dude. Because I think what you've seen more than anything is that guys who stick with the Craig Smith system, they buy in. When they buy in, they develop. And I think Lahat's a great example of that. I think what you see from Marco and Raleigh already and just how they play, uh, they're very good executors. They, they develop well. And I think you're going to see a lot of these guys who haven't been with Craig Smith previously really start to catch fire here in January and February. And I give this running youth team a shot. You know, I, I think that they could be a top four, top five team. There's nothing in the Pac-12 right now that tells me that they don't have that opportunity. We know that Arizona is great. We know UCLA is great. And I think that USC is great. And Utah battled with USC pretty well down there in LA, despite being shorthanded and and really impacted by injury in that game. So this team, you know, I think they know how far they have to go, but they've got the right guy at the helm. I think that's the bottom line. Now, the question is going to be, you know, on the nights where they shoot 20% from beyond the three-point arc, are they going to be able to hang in the fight? And I... You know, how are you going to find offense on those nights? That's the biggest question because the defense and the rebounding will likely be there. And I think that this time right now where you're seeing critical development from guys like Lahatchun, uh, you know, Lazar, uh, getting some death from Jackson Brenchley and, and, and so forth and so on, I think that's really going to help this team down the road. And maybe you see a guy like Gabe Madsen as well who uh, starts to really catch fire and shoot well. Also just wanted to update, Utah women's played uh, – uh, a game on the 21st as well dropped uh, that one to Oklahoma. I apologize. My voice is starting to fail me now. Uh, in that one, uh, Gianna Neepins had 19 points. Uh, Peyton McFarland added 14. Isabel Palmer had 10 and Brenna Maxwell added eight as the Utes lost to Oklahoma on the road, 83 to 76, but a good effort from the Utah women's basketball team, and they will play Oregon on the 31st. Uh, that's all pending COVID stuff. So, um, you know, Peyton McFarland getting a double-double in that one against Oklahoma. That's a strong, uh, strong, strong work for Peyton, and I think she's going to be a impactful player as Utah women's basketball goes into the Pac-12. We're going to call it here on the Locked On Utes podcast for today. Tomorrow we'll have a very strong episode uh, that we'll be dropping later in the afternoon doing a crossover with Jay Stevens. So if you enjoyed his take on the Ohio State situation uh, previously, we'll have more of a conversation with him, be able to get into the the nitty-gritty of things, so to speak, uh, with Jay. So be uh, be on the lookout for that when dropping tomorrow. Probably mid-afternoon we'll be recording it in the morning. So uh, be sure to alert you. In the meantime, uh, uh, as always, thank you for making us your first listen. Now go ahead and make your second listen uh, of the day, Locked on Bets, your daily one-stop shop for all your gambling needs. Locked on Bets, hosted by your boy Q with expert analysis and insight from Lee Sterling. It's free and available on all platforms. Thank you, as always, for for listening, for cranking out big numbers for us. It's It's been a tremendous first year for the universe, or for the Locked on Youth podcast and also for the University of Utah. And we thank you, as always, for hanging in with us. This has been the Locked on Youth podcast for December 27th, 2021. And we'll talk to you again tomorrow.